I ended up at Tim Hortons. I just needed some place to ride this out until Paul came home. What I really wanted to do was talk to my mother or call Christine. But I didn't have my phone. I'd left the house so fast I forgot it. After four hours sitting in Tim Hortons, the staff started looking at me kind of funny. I knew I had to make some kind of move. There was a teenage girl in the booth behind me playing on her phone. I wanted that phone. Excuse me, could I borrow your phone? It's urgent. My friend is in the hospital and I lie a lot when I'm under stress. But she did give me her phone. Thanks. I won't be long, promise. Sorry to disturb you. I can hear you're still out. Yeah, yeah, still at the restaurant. Man, these Tokyo guys can really drink. Hey, uh, what about you, birthday girl? Where are you at? At La Scala with Christine. Oh, that's fantastic. You deserve it. We're sharing a bottle of wine. Oh, sounds like a party. Paul, did you plant the voice of an Italian man in the house? Even before it was out of my mouth, I regretted it. Huh? Paul, please, can't you get away? Make up some excuse. Not if I want to stay employed. Oh, oh my god, Mr. Yakamoto just asked Yolanda to dance. Show him how it's done, Londa. <laughs> oh, I gotta go, babe. You and Christine enjoy yourselves tonight. Have a drink for me and I'll be thinking of you. Don't wait up. I never felt so alone as I did at that moment. What choice did I have now? I walked the four blocks home, feeling completely deranged, like some kind of mad woman. And believe me, there is no lonelier feeling than that. I was tempted to grab a stranger off the street and bite them over. I told myself to get a grip. From the outside, the house looked innocent enough. I was glad I left all the lights on. I went around to the back so I could enter through the kitchen. Avoid the living room. Hello? Anybody here? I stepped inside, listening for accordion music. Nothing. Standing in the kitchen, I could see part of the living room. The curtains were open. The streetlights shone in. Or was that moonlight? Everything was exactly the same as I'd left it. There was my phone on the sofa. The cat was nowhere to be seen. And there was the poster. Still on the wall. Diane, my love, don't be afraid. I felt a chill run up my spine. The world felt out of control. But I decided to just be still. At least I knew that whatever, whoever it was, didn't want to hurt me. I won't hurt you. Great, he's reading my mind now. I would never hurt you, my darling. I love you. I've loved you since the first moment I saw you. How, how do you see me? Somehow, I found the nerve to ask. Love, Diane. The power of love. You aren't happy, my darling. Leave, Paul. Come join me in the Toscana. I know you've been longing for something, something more. That does it, little man. I took the poster down from the wall. 
Holding the poster at arm's length with one hand, I marched into the kitchen, opened the back door, went outside, and threw the poster in the bin. I will not be the kind of person who hears little men talking to me from Italy. Not in my own house. Not in my own house. Oh, God. What's happening to me? I spent the whole night upstairs in the bedroom, waiting for Paul to come home. I had my phone with me in case he called, but he didn't come home, and he didn't call. I kept waiting, listening for the front door. I started thinking all sorts of crazy thoughts, that this Roberto, whoever he was, would break into my house or suddenly appear in my bedroom. I finally fell asleep at about 4 a.m. and dreamt that Paul and I were driving through Tuscany. There were vineyards on both sides of the road, or what was supposed to be vineyards, but instead of grapes, there were all these heads on the vines, and the heads, they were crying. I wasn't scared in the dream, though. In the dream, it all seemed perfectly natural. I said to Paul, I wonder how they water all those heads. And Paul said, With an underground irrigation system. Brilliant, isn't it? Of course. That must be why all the water is coming out of their eyes. Then he turned on the car radio. It was accordion music. I woke at 9.30. I was alone. Maybe Paul didn't want to wake me, so he spent the night on the sofa downstairs? Paul? I looked downstairs into the living room. He wasn't there. Maybe he had a car accident and was in the hospital. Maybe he got mocked and he's lying, bleeding in a ditch somewhere. Blah, blah, blah. Anything to avoid the obvious. Yes, I was really that blind about the state of my marriage. I went back to the bedroom. My nerves were shot. My body ached all over from tension and lack of sleep. Whenever I get stressed, I call Christine. She makes me feel better. I know Paul doesn't like her much, but I do. She doesn't judge. I texted her, told her it was an emergency, that I was having a total breakdown. She agreed to meet me right away at our favorite little European coffee shop. So you don't think I'm nuts? Oh, no, Diane. You're lucky. Lucky? What you're hearing, it's your very own angel reaching out. An angel? Well, listen to what he's saying. I love you. I see you. He's the voice of your higher self telling you, you got to love yourself more. I love myself. No, you don't. You're way too hard on yourself. So now your angel has come down from the angelic realms and spoken to you. I'm so jealous. My angel's name is Roberto Fasolini. Well, you've heard of Gabriel? Raphael? Why can't your angel be named Robert Fasolini? Why does he live in Tuscany? Mm, Well, that part, I think that might be your own projection. Somehow your desire to go to Tuscany has gotten all mixed up with your need to love yourself more. Mm -hmm. It's the only reason I can think of. Okay, but I don't want to hear angels. 
How do I get rid of it? Well, you want to get rid of it? Oh. Well, okay, I can see how hearing angels might be a bit much, but, but sometimes we have no choice, Diane. The way I see it, the only way that you're going to stop hearing this angel is if you open your heart and you let him in. Let him in? Avoidance will only make it worse. The only way out is through. So you have to stop running and hiding. And you go through. Now here's what you do. You go home and you find a candle. Preferably it made perfect sense what she said. I was always avoiding things that upset me. A therapist told me this years ago. So I would do what she said. Take Roberto out of the trash bin. Bring him inside and put him back on the wall. Then light a candle, close my eyes, and... Invite him in.